Blog Talk Radio. And, yeah. you know, it's funny when decks, you know, appear and 
you know, I, I've been telling, like, on a lot of the Instagram lives that I'm doing with my friend Amber Highland at the Carter Mancer, it's like, we're doing it live. We'll do it right in the moment, you know. So, yeah, yeah things are going well here. Um, last we spoke, uh, I think I was preparing for kittens. So I actually have uh, year-old kittens that we received on the summer solstice of the 22nd of last uh, June, and they are fantastic. Brother-sister pair, um, brothers named Jasmine, a.k.a. Jazz, or I like to call him my little bug because he is active. He loves to flirt around, and I he's addicted to those cat springs, which are those bigger plastic uh-huh. things, you know, just little springs yeah. you can find at grocery stores. And, oh, my God, he fetches. He catches and fetches. I'll throw it down the hall. He scurries down, catches it, brings it right back, and then, you know, hours on end. So um, his sister is Lily, um, kind of shortly named from Lilith, but mostly Lily or Lily Boo, as I like to call her, Boo, because she's more of the – she's a discerning kitty where she's not quite sure what to think of new people and stuff, and she tends to hide, but – they are lovely, lovely felines, and they are my new little best buddies, and it's just been fun to be their uh, new caretaker and everything. So, but that's, that's you know, affected a lot of what I do now, you know, because those first few months I kind of had to take a hiatus from uh, the Carter Mancer from writing and kind of doing a lot of stuff because they wanted all that attention, and I just wanted to pair bond with them and everything. Oh yeah, and that's and then, you I know. Think like any any small being that you're that you're bringing into the family, whether it's a human or non-human entity, you know, you've got to spend that quality time, and there's a trust level that has to be achieved, and you want all that affection. I mean, of course, I think it's lovely that you have both of them. Thank you. It's it's yeah. It's been a real treat to have the kitties back because we lost our last um, cat from our clouder uh, named Imowen I M O E N back just when the pandemic started. So it's been an interesting time of learning lessons and kind of rediscovering everything, you know. And like you know, my writing, doing deck work um, with like the runic and everything has all kind of blended into this weird melting pot of where I'm sitting at this crossroads of trying to figure out like what is a right size for me. And I say that in like a decluttering methodology. I say that in my personal and my public practices, as well as like the crossroads of burnout and having done overdone stuff and underdone stuff. And I'm just trying to figure out like I said, what that right size is. So I'm so glad that we get to talk about all these, uh, you know, items today. I am too, because I will tell you, in addition to, and we talked a little bit before we went on air about the fact that burnout is such a real thing, but I love the fact that you tie decluttering in with it because I am a chronic, chronic collector. Um, I can't say I'm a hoarder. It's not It's not like that. But if I see, for example, I get a pair of shoes that are comfortable, I have to have two pairs. It's not the same color, but you know what I mean? So obviously yeah. someone who collects crystals, I have tons of shinies. Unfortunately, I'm not mm-hmm. the only person in my family who likes to collect as well. Um, 
I think my son has his own weight and trollite uh, crystals right now because it, it just, he just loves it so much. I mean, there's just so many things that we surround ourselves with for comfort, but there's a point of diminishing returns. And I love the yes. fact that you, that you blend these things together because, quite frankly, one of the things I see in myself and other folks like us is that we all do tend to kind of overdo in our collections. I have so many tarot decks and so many oracle decks, and I love them all, and they're all special for different reasons, including your new one, by the way. Remix Yay! This is a, this is a really nice deck. It's 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 a different theme than what I'm used to because I generally not I generally don't lean towards the more Viking style, but mm-hmm. I, it reminds me it reminds me a lot of my first husband and that and those are the pleasant memories. So because uh, they were not all pleasant. Uh, but it does remind me of him in, in during the good parts of our marriage. So I kind of, I was looking at the cards and kind of falling into the, the photographs and feeling like, oh, yeah, I remember when we were this happy. So it's been a kind of a, a comforting deck in that regard when I look through it. Um, what mm-hmm. made you go to this particular style this time? Oh, well, number one, I was asked to do it, to partner once again with Jack Sephiroth for his art. So I'm so glad. Um, It's it's not often that you get to partner with the same artist, especially when you're doing work-for-hire type writing, which is kind of what I was doing with Los Garabeo. Um, I guess uh-huh. I'm, I'm, the way I imagine it is that they either liked what I did enough on the heaven and earth and decided to pair me up again, or maybe Jack. I'd like to think maybe uh, Jack liked my what I had said or done, and that they he they wanted me to you know pick it up again. In any case, I have a fondness for um, for heathenry slash um, Viking kind of lore and their their myths and mysticism and. While I, I, my friend Anna taught me kind of how to use and, and do runes, I find that to me I don't use them divination-based because it's more of a script. Wow. I use them more as sigils and sigil work. So yeah, um, yeah. that's how I've kind of blended the runes into my life. But it was so much fun to do this deck because I, you know, typically you'll get images, right? If you're lucky, you get all the images. If you're not, you uh, have to figure out how to write a book with maybe ideas. Like, a, you know, this is what we're going to try and do. And with the runic, I did get all the images. So a couple of things that I did um, was I pulled up all my own notes from having learned runes um, through 2021, I think. We did an um, online class locally for it with my friend Anna. And... Um, So I had all my notes there, and I just kind of hunted and looked for the runes. I also did a lot of research because I wasn't given a sheet until after I had done the book on which, in the majors, um, there are gods. All the, many of the gods or many of the um, um, characters from the myths are appearing in the major arcana. So I had to look up and reference certain things, like who was on the strength card, who was, you know, who's here, or what... What myth, mythology portion did this, you know, scene come from? 
And I'm happy to say I kind of nailed it for the most part. We had to do a little bit of, you know, restructuring and post because of, you know, certain documents coming in to me afterwards. But I, I spent, oh, my God, a month just, like, working on this. I was listening to modern but yet archaic groups. Like, I was listening to Wardruna, Heilong, uh-huh. uh, Danheim, because I love that industrial flair on with the Viking kind of aspect to it. And it's just great yeah. music, and it just put me into that headspace of, you know, the uh, kind of not necessarily the culture, but of learning the myth or kind of lending um, that eye towards what this could have been like back then. And so I kind of also had the idea of writing the book so that tarot people could get a you know get insight into runes and what runes could mean. And then on the flip side, since I have a lot of friends that are rune readers first and then they go to the oracle or tarot second, I wanted them to kind of extrapolate, you know, be able to understand that I was trying to honor each rune as well as kind of connected in with tarot meanings in some certain way. So um, that was kind of like um, a goal. And then I also wanted to, you know, honor the culture and the stories and all those magical threads that connect the Norse gods and, you know, the people back back in the day, as I like to say, or even today, you know, something that modern heathens or diviners can have an appreciation. Plus, at the time, I was learning how to kind of um, decouple a lot of the gender binary. So I tried to keep mm-hmm. a neutral gender profile for the figures on each card because I – especially considering at the time I was writing that book, my wife was going through some gender-confirming uh, surgeries. I wanted, you know, her to be able to see herself in this deck somewhere or, you know, non-binary folks to, you know, be honored by the gods. I mean, yes, I use yeah. gender of the gods where appropriate, and I think I even snuck in that Loki is a they-them because to me they really are. As that trickster, having that ability to yeah. give birth and everything – it was very important that okay. I kind of gendered uh, or gender neutral. Now, sometimes though, when you write these things and you do your research and everything, the publisher has the capacity to pull out information. Like I did try and bring up the idea that certain runes were co-opted by um, white nationalist groups, you know, and all that. But I think they took that information out. But my first draft did try and include some of that just to show the history, the intent, the idea that, you know, this is a system that does, as far as I know, many of the people that honor these cultures and these ideas don't, you know, lend into white nationalism or, you know, the the extreme extreme stuff. So, but like I said, it was a lot of fun. It was just so much fun because I got to look at, like, NorseMythology.com on the runes. I looked up, you know, some um, rune um, stays and find runes because the way the deck is structured, you have most of the um, Elder Futhark on the Major Arcana. The Minor Arcana mostly kind of, um, it, it includes the Majors, but it also includes the Younger, the Lesser. Futhark, and then I believe it was the swords or the wands, one of the suits went into um, Anglo-Saxon days in a way. So it was really kind of fun to kind of blend those three together 
in a way that kind of made sense because the majors all had one or two, depending on what was going on. The minors mostly had like a sentence, you know, like they had a, a couple of uh, runes on it. And then the bind runes were on the court card. So I did try and add in like magical spells and stuff. And again, you know, maybe one day I'll release that information, depending on what got in the book and what did. And I know most of some of my information on how to use it magically didn't get in. So I might release, you know, tidbits on how I looked at the, the bind runes and everything. So, yeah. A lot of cool stuff. I think that's this. important. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's important that you do that um, because intention is important. And if we are, you know, honoring and pulling everybody in, as it were, I think it's important for the intention and for your vision to be shared so that it's understood. Because when when people only get certain bits of information that the author wants them to have, I find that misinterpretation can happen very easily, and sometimes people don't realize they're actually being represented, if you know what I mean. Yes. So I I love it, I, I love the idea. Yeah, I would love I I love the idea that you would release that. Um, even separately from the deck, you know what I mean? Just so folks know what yeah. your, your particular vision is. I think it helps folks make a decision uh, mm-hmm. to support good artists who, you know, want to include everyone. I'm real big into including everybody because I come from a world where there wasn't a whole lot of inclusion, and I, I hate that, <laughs> you know. God, no um, kidding. So, like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I have conversations. Very rarely do I get to speak with her, but my ex-girlfriend and I are, are still in contact. And, I, you know, this is somebody who I love very much. And we grew up in a time where our relationship was not really okay to have. Um, mm-hmm. Both actively bisexual. And, you know, we actually right. come from a time where we were told we didn't exist. So, yeah, you know, I know, I know well, a little bit. Well, and still being said today. You know, it's like bi- it? bisexual literature is still going on, I think. It, well, in some places, you know, where I've got some bi friends that are married, you know, to men. And yeah. so, you know, it's yeah. perceived hetero, you know, normative. But then, you know, they have to yeah. remind people that, no, I still think women are adorable and cute, and, you know, I still get crushes. So it's it's wild that, you know, bi's get a bad rap. Yeah, I, you know, we do. I, I am obviously, well, not obviously, but folks who have listened to the show know that I am, in fact, married to a man right now and who I love. Oh, my gosh, I love this person so much. But, you know, I also learned that not it's not just, bisexuality that I have, it's pansexuality because I really don't care mm-hmm. what's attached. And I, I didn't learn that there was a real word for that until, I don't know, the last decade. Um, so I was like, oh, yay. It, it, it even better explains me. Yay. That's cool. Yes. I love, you know? I love English. I, I love English for that because it's still such a vibrant living language, even though it's got its roots in colonialism and it's structured yeah. in a way where, you know, you, you have to be born into the culture to really, really get the nuances, which is fucked up and sad. 
But the fact that we now have all these great terms and definitions to describe our gender, our sexuality, or non-sexuality, mm-hmm. as well as our romantic relationships. Like, for me, just in this past couple of years, I've, especially with my life's journey, I've discovered that I'm, um, I am gender void. Where when I think about, I mean, I use she, her pronouns, only because I was uh-huh. assigned female at birth. But when I think about who I am and where I fit, I, I, it's like I don't need my outer, my outer sleeve. I see people for who they are. Yes, I use the correct pronouns. I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to diss pronoun usage at all. But for me, I, right. I, I'm not a they them. I'm not, you know, non-binary. I'm not masculine because I prefer the form that I was born into. But I don't necessarily 100% identify with being a woman or being feminine. And so when I found mm-hmm. gender void, you know, I was like, that kind of fits. But again, I still use she, her pronouns because I don't know what pronouns I would use other than that. And then I'm asexual. I, I'm very much, I like to cuddle, hold hands, kiss, sleep next to somebody, but yeah. I don't go anything further than that. And then like you Sorry. being pan, pansexual, I am panromantic because... I, you know, I love people for the diversity of everything. So I love that, you know, through tarot and like, you know, this journey through the pandemic that we've been able to figure out certain things about us. You know, it's, it's weird. It's like the pandemic has sped up and yet slowed down aspects of our life as we, you know, talk and, and and focus on like the burnout and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of weird. No doubt. I mean, but Again, and we had talked about this a little earlier as well. Well, I don't think the pa- the pandemic has ended necessarily. Obviously, yes. the height of it has 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 slowed down uh, a considerable amount. Where now masks are not mandatory in all of the spaces. Although, fortunately, doctors' offices still do require that. Well, most of them do. Some of them don't. Actually, I was surprised to find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad my allergist does. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I still stay yeah, masked in, in most places where I can, so I, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that's cool that people are still being cautious. I also think it depends on the state sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the South, the South tends to, where I live in the South, I'm, I'm from New York, but I live in North Carolina, and interestingly enough, what I see down here is, uh, the desire to not want to accept things as they are, uh, rather they would rather deal with things as they would like them to be, which is a very, uh, how shall I say this nicely, a very Trumpian attitude. <laughs> Although my 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 end of town where I live, I'm very lucky. I live in a super, 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 super liberal area uh, in a very liberal city. So I've got the best of the best, and I'm very, very lucky to be where I am. But, yeah, it's interesting to watch people go through their different machinations of reality mm-hmm. over, you know, what's, what's, what's the pandemic and what's not, you know. And we all get a lump in our throats every time somebody has the sniffles or a cough or, <laughs> or whatever it is. It's a little bit of well, the shell yeah. shock, I think, that it happens. Yeah, like whenever I hang out with my friends, you know, I remind them that I've been inside or whatever. Plus, I, you know, I we offer masks. We, you know, it's that question of mask, consensual hugs. But for me, it's like because of my asthma and my allergies and stuff, 
Right. I play that game, you know, it could be, is it COVID or is it just my everyday, you know, body doing its thing? Because a lot of the symptoms that um, I believe the new strain have is very much very allergetic-like. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's it's weird. But I did get it last year in January, or sorry, not January, July, coming home from the Witch City uh, tarot gathering, sadly, on the airplanes and stuff, because... That it was just a mess to get me home um, through storms and stuff from uh, North Carolina. But um, so I have had it, and it's not something I would want anybody to have because it's just it's no fun. It it I mean it's just, it, for me it was weird because I had most of the brain fog. I had I wasn't able to really do anything. I slept. Uh-huh. and I had a headache, yeah. but it took away my allergies. Like, I could actually snuggle the cats if I wanted to, you know. It was that weird stage of, uh-oh, I've got cats. I know that they could get it, and how much do I want to snuggle and play versus not be near them and, you know, protective. But I, you know, I did get on the antiviral, and so that helped a lot. Right. And, you know, I, I'm better, but, you know, again, when you get sick, even just normal sickness, you know, all this stuff, you know, the symptoms of burnout, you know, emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion, you know, it also yeah. lowers our immune system and everything. Plus, the pandemic's kind of made us all CPTSD through all this, you know, around the world where, you know, you would think with all the science and all the medical expertise and the the technology that we have, you know, it's that we could here's a little new disease that puts us and isolates us in a weird way to where we can't do anything. And a lot of us pagans find space to gather, you know, like whether it is in festivals or conferences or even locally outdoors. And here's this thing that basically says, nope, you can't do any of that stuff. And then we all kind of get weird about it. You know, we, we start, you know, um, at least for me, it was, when I mean weird, I mean like, you know, I start questioning who is actually going to care about my, you know, my uh, comorbidities, you know, like the allergies, asthma, type 2 diabetic stuff versus, you know, sure. the normalcy of, you know, all this protection and, and stuff. It's a weird and delicate balance that kind of all blends into that. It, it adds this awkward, strange level to all the burnout that everybody's facing of having to adjust indoors and now that we're kind of opening things up so to speak or you know being able to kind of dip our toes back into past you know normalcy you know it's just it's just been weird it it is and it's really weird if you have to work in you know if you're working outside of a home which I do and it's like you know I already know that there are people that I work with who, you know, do not believe in certain things. Therefore, the mm-hmm. whole idea of, um, you know, a vaccine was abhorrent to them and, you know, because they listened to certain politicians and, you know, it, it went a certain way for them that was not science-based and, you know, those of us who are science-based were very concerned about that and, I mean, it made it made for a lot of sticky situations, and you know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who think the way I do. However, they are kind-hearted folks, and are like, "Well, you know, you can't break up relationships with people 
just because they have a different <laughs> point of view politically. And my feeling is, oh, but on the contrary, I absolutely can because it tells me everything oh, I yeah. need to know about you as you know, as a moral person, what your morals are, what your concerns in the world are. Uh, that was a very simple test for me, and I had to eliminate certain mm-hmm. people. For that reason, yeah, I, you know, I'm still, I'm, I, yeah. I'm still eliminating people because of, you know, certain you. belief systems going into a new election season. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I know. It, I know, it, like, last time we talked a lot about this, like, I, I I divorced my family, so to speak, because of the, the um, way that my wife, you know, the, my relationship with my partner was changing at that time and stuff. And we're still married. Yeah. We're still happy. Things are even better, you know, because we've found our, you know, our footing. She is very much, you know, sexually active. And we've opened up our relationship to accommodate, you know, the fact that, you know, with a new body and everything, she wanted to experience new things, things that I couldn't give to her. So we, she's got a girlfriend. Sure. We have this integrated kind of poly family where um, her girlfriend has her own house and own, you know, life and stuff, and we have the house we bought together. But, I mean, navigating all that has, has been, it, it's all about that communication and stuff and clearing, again, you know, I keep going back to this idea of right-sizing and clearing things. It doesn't have to be the stuff in your house. It can be relationships. It can be ideals, you know, or opening up to, you know, simplifying your life and stuff. And that all goes into this you know, melting pot of, you know, balancing your life and spirituality where, um, you know, it's just, it just melts and comes down to this thing. And with paganism and witchcraft, we are so fortunate that we can trailblaze our own paths that, yes, we have commonalities between us as well as the differences between us and how we practice or what we use or keep and all that stuff, but it just makes it even better for us to figure out, you know, how, what, where we stand and who we want in that, you know, in the inner circle and expand rippling outwards and what we want to contain and how we want to celebrate the diversity in life, you know? Yeah, and I find our community is a lot more open to accepting, you know, poly families, gendered and non-gendered, um, you know, the full yes. spectrum of, of humanness, as it were, uh, in all of its multifaceted and multi-spectrumness, you know. And so I, I feel particularly safe in our community when we have these discussions because I certainly would not have these discussions outside of that because of judgment. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have had some conversations uh, with the regular folk who don't necessarily believe the way we believe. Um, and, you know, to say I've gotten more than a raised eyebrow is an underestimation for sure. And, but, you know, it's still, it's still on me to, to try to educate people, but it's a slow process. You know what I mean? Because some people are like, yes. no, it's kind of this way, and that's the only way, and I'm like, but no, you know me, and I'm not like that, and it's not necessarily this way or that way. It could be a lot of different ways, and, you know, fortunately, the folks I do have these discussions with are are, are not people who I think are going to shoot me or, you know, hurt me in some fashion. Sorry, 
for using that S word. I'm so sorry. See, I can curse all day, but I got to be careful with certain words because certain words are triggers for folks. And, and you know, y'all, yeah. y'all are here because I swear like a sailor, but I should have given you a trigger warning for that other S word. So my apologies. It, but, yeah, it's a real thing. Ha- this world is crazy. Yeah right now and I'm you know we were talking about burnout and burnout is coming from everywhere especially Mm -hmm. the news don't you think I agree yeah I stopped watching the news and or even any TV I stopped going to all the websites you know I was doing I'm still in therapy my therapists I have two of them they're great they really helped me Uh through all this time if you can get one I and and you can if you, I guess, wait, try to find the right words here, um, interview your therapist. You know, there's this time where you can, you know, you're partnered up, you don't know what the relationship's going to be like. You know, if, if the relationship yeah. is not going well and they're not giving you what you need, leave. You are well, you know, it is yeah. okay to abandon that therapist or find somebody that, you, that will help you, respect you, or whatever. I'm lucky to where I have two good people that, you know, I can deal with, of course, one of my, my one of my main concerns when finding a therapist was my tarot and pagan path. So I do have somebody that is friendly and open to that, and that's something you can request when you interview them. But um, absolutely, it's it's just it's a you know I stopped doing the news because they kept coming around and saying this is really affecting you. You know you're empathic, you do all this stuff. You need to stop that and. So I only get one source of news, and that's um, the email list for 1440. And they cover some uh-huh. of the big picture stuff. They add links in. It's it's like listening to actual old school journalism, you know, back the stuff that we figure or we think journalists should, you know, do. And they have some fun right. links in there. They have scientific stuff. If um, there are awards, you know, ceremonies coming up and stuff, they talk about that. Or you know, at a Lincoln, yeah. so you can see the nominations and stuff. And that's about all it uh-huh. can take. It comes out six days a week. It's email only, and it's it's been great. It keeps me up to date with some of the bigger stuff that I feel like I need to know to kind of navigate various you know activism or situations in at least in the states, you know, and occasionally in the world. But it doesn't yeah. do it in a way that makes me feel like. Uh, it doesn't trigger any of the suicidal ideation or depression, you know, triggers that I might have. It it it, yep. it opens that dialogue that you can have with your friends, your you know, um, external family, neighbors, or whatever. And I know, like earlier, we were also talking um, about just being able to breathe. Sometimes that's hard. Like again, yeah. for me, whenever I do interviews like this or big yeah. speeches and classes, or just anything that's really important to me, I forget to breathe. Yeah. And it's funny that you brought up, you know, your partner and who you're married to being kind of Buddhist. My next-door neighbor is a Buddhist. And uh-huh. we have, you know, it's it's this great way where she and I have these dialogues about, you know, the spaces in between where we connect or where we differ. And so I get this really cool, you know, um, spiritual perspective that also helps me cope in a way and navigate all this stuff as the witch that I am. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because having a Buddhist in my life, and it's not that Buddhists don't get upset. 
and it's not that they don't get reactionary to the news. They do. They're human. But the perspective of bring yourself back to center. Don't let it consume you. Everything is going to be what it's going to be. You just have to, your goal is to move through this life as kindly as possible and, you know, to, to accept and disseminate and share and do all of the things that bring whatever piece of comfort you can to yourself and the world around you. And, you know, having been basically a witch all my life, my first go-to is more of a, how do I put this? Because of my background and how I was raised, it's more of a violent way to go in the sense of, it's more action and, you know, mm. make sure you stop this bad thing from happening because somebody is out to get you or our group or whatever it is because a lot of the time that was the reality. Um, you know, back in the 70s and, and the 80s, didn't talk about witchcraft out loud like we do now. I mean, it was no. voices and private meetings and, you know, only a certain number of friends knew if they could be trusted because you were afraid if this information got out. And then getting information, you know, we had less than two dozen writers when I was coming up that were really, who had books available in a, in a large sense. So, yeah, I mean, we've come a long way and it's wonderful, but we still have a really far way to go. And what makes me so concerned is, how it appears like we're going backwards. And that that gives me yes. anxiety, Jamie. It gives me terrible anxiety. So it all has to go back Same. to breathing so I don't hyperventilate and, you know, freak out. Well, and that's, you know, again, that goes back into burnout and stability and self-care where a lot of what I'm doing is trying to separate other from you know, for me, like, you know, what are my core tenets? You know, creativity, divination, um, health, um, being a good cat mom are kind of my primary focuses right now. Writing, you know, that goes in the creativity side. But, you know, that I, I figure if I can just put a container or, you know, a box or a circle around all that, those items and focus on that, I know that that'll uh, sustain me. It'll stabilize me. And make me feel safe, you know. Hey, look, alliteration. And um, you know, when I have that, or when I feel that, and my adrenal glands have calmed down from all the, you know, stuff that's been pumping into my system by getting sleep, water, light, you know, good chat like this, um, I can get out into the next circle of like, you know, relationships. Who do I want in my life? Like, um, I'm in a poly relationship, and when people ask me who am I dating, right now I say my, myself, the cats, my work, because I don't, um, yeah. you know, like certain things that I've decided to stop doing, like putting on conventions. I will still go to conventions. I love to learn. I love to teach. But putting yeah. them on gave me a lot of stress. And so I've decided sure. – um, you know, I, I'm willing to kind of, you know, help people when they want to put stuff on and give them, you know, suggestions, but I don't want to do it myself anymore. And so that's dropped a lot of stuff off my plate to help me focus once again on my writing projects. Like I'm working on a bunch of writing cool stuff, both with Llewellyn and, you know, just working on for myself right now that I can't talk about yet, 
because I need to have the time to be able to, you know, get that stuff in motion. Or, again, building the relationship with the cats and trying to figure out right now how big they're going to be because I want to buy them toys, but because they're ragdolls, I don't – it takes about three years until they stop kind of fully growing. And right now they're about 10 pounds, but they could be up to 25 pounds. So I'm trying to figure out, like, you know – what their needs are going to be when they're truly full grown and all that. So it's just, it's a lot of like just kind of starting with self and home, breathing. You know, I drink a lot of water. Um, Exercise, I'm doing okay. I do it once a week with a a friend of mine that comes over to our house who kind of, you know, is our trainer. But I, 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 I say need, but I'm also trying to banish need from my vocabulary. I, I would like to start having mornings where I get up and I actually go out and walk, you know, my neighborhood and get more familiar back into touch with the community that I, you know, the Portland area that I live in and, you know, learn once again, it's nature, it's rhythms, it's cycles. And all this stuff is kind of, you know, witchcraft at its its core. You know, we don't need – I tell people, you don't need the shiny, cool tarot decks. And a lot of the times, you know, like you and I get a lot of decks because we work with a lot of different publishers. You know, for me, it's being an associate editor of the Carter Mansion magazine. For you, it's this podcast. So we receive a bunch of stuff so that we can share, talk, and teach to everybody out there. But, you know, that idea of, you know, capitalism has also been kind of coming in to where I try and tell people, really, all you need is, you know, a deck. Like, I'm also, like you, I have a lot of fun Oracle and Tarot decks, but I'm trying to do something right now where I'm just using one main deck, you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. I do have a private well, deck, and that's the one I'm using. I do have a public yeah. deck for readings, and that's yeah. just because I want to, again, simplify and try and get back to all those basics. Yeah, and my difficulty in pairing things down like that is is the idea or, for me, the reality of different decks being different Mm -hmm. delivery devices with different messages. And uh, my friend Deborah Burris, Dr. Burris, has, you know, said, hey, let's get together and do a swap. So I think doing swaps Mm -hmm. is a great way to get fresh decks if you're so inclined and a great way to pass on the decks you currently have that maybe aren't serving you anymore. See, the other thing for me is I know we, we you know, folks like me who have an abundance of, of blessings in that regard, um, I, I want to pass things along. Uh, but I also want to support pagan businesses. And I find yes. that folks forget that pagan businesses are so important and they need our support. And it doesn't mean, you know, that you keep everything you buy forever. Sometimes we have to remember that things that no longer serve us can be passed on to other folks, folks who maybe cannot afford at the moment to buy the new shinies. But if you have an abundance of new shinies and and you want to make room either Mm -hmm. because you have too many or you want something new, the idea of swaps, or, or gifting, uh, I totally encourage, um, you know, either do the cleaning of it before you pass it along or instruct the, the gift receiver on how to do that if they're, not, if they're not aware of how that's done. And it can be a teachable moment and a blessing and, and all of these things wrapped up in one. But I find that 
you know, we do kind of tend to hoard these decks, and I'm, I'm very excited because at Mystic South this year, which I'm going to in July, uh, we've decided to bring bring the decks that, that no longer serve, and, and, you know, a group of us will sit down at some point and do a, a, a nice large scale swap, I am hoping. Um, but, yes, yeah. it is important. While it's important to not have too much of anything, uh, because we don't really need it. Please remember that as you as you do want to support folks uh, to make room for those new items. You know, my mother, bless her heart. My mother, <laughs> my mother's a trip and a half. My mother started off as a pagan and then became a Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Don't even ask. It's it's kind of wild. No, it happens. You know, it does. It mm-hmm. does, and it's frightening. And I think I'm starting to get her back. I don't know. It's touchy. She's in well, her eighties like, now. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, one of my one of my um, my my um, my wife's um, family. One of her uncles was pagan, and you know we hung out at Pantheon until one year he stopped coming, and then I found out it's because he went back to Christianity, and he passed away, I, um, I believe, within this past year. But I kind of wonder if if that's something that happens when pagans get older, where because we don't have, like, a set place that we go, you know, at least the eclectic folk, you know, like, we don't have Valhalla, we don't have some other destined good place to go when we die, that maybe, you know, a lot of eclectics revert back because they're afraid for their soul or their spirit on the other side, which, you know, it's just, it's been, you know, a lot of that stuff, like, leaving a legacy behind when you have kids or not kids, you know, that pagan, you know, aspect of it has kind of also been propping up. So it is kind of curious to hear that your your mother is kind of seemingly to go down that path. Oh, yeah. I Well, yeah. I, my mother has been down many of different paths, to be honest with you. I can't really keep up with her. Um but, yeah, she, you know, sometimes people fall into a path that their spouse falls into, never envisioning mm-hmm. that that would be the path for them, but it does, in fact, happen. That's kind of what happened with her. Um, but I keep saying, you know, I keep wanting her to come back into our fold, like, Mother, <laughs> the goddess is still alive and kicking. Come back. Um, but who knows at this point? It may be too late. I find it interesting that when folks have changed their practice and have changed it for so long, um, it's almost impossible for them to go back uh, and do something else because that would mean, oh, maybe they were wrong for the last 40, 50 years, um, which I find interesting. You know, it would be very difficult for my mother to say, yeah, I was wrong for 90% of your life. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) I already know that. but it's it's hard to get it. Yeah. Well, and I'll even preface this. Again, this might be a content trigger warning for some folks um, for suicide. I attempted suicide in high school, and obviously I'm still here. But um, at the time, yeah. you know, I wanted to do it. I felt like I didn't have an out. I didn't feel I was strong enough to, you know, get through anything. There was a point even after that that I thought I was going to live past 20. And, oh, my God, I'm two years mm-hmm. from 50. How the fuck did this happen, right? But, you know, all that, during that time, yeah, I know, I'm still here. Go figure. 
but all that yep. time, like back then, I wanted yeah. to do it. I still, you know, I still am not, you know, repenting or any of that because at that time I needed to do it. And the first thing out of my mouth when I woke up was, where's my homework? My parents, oh, Linda, boy. felt like she wanted me to repent. She's like, you know, save your soul or, you know, say that you didn't want to do this. And I'm like, I can't. You know, you sometimes you can't say that stuff, you know. It's, oh yeah, it's, you know, at least for me, you know, back then I, I wanted to do it. And I still hold by that, that, you know, well, that's part of my journey. That's part of my story. You know, I wouldn't be here if that hadn't happened. You know, if anything, I probably talked to somebody, whether it was an angel, my, my future self, you know, my higher self, you know, one of the goddesses maybe, and they, you know, basically probably told me my path, you know, hey, if you quit now, this is what you're going to not do or something, you know. I and, do. you I know, I decided I guess I needed to be here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I actually had an attempt when I was 11, and um, it was because my childhood was really untenable, and, you know, as I had discussed with a, another guest at one point, you know, my original mm-hmm. thought was to get away from my father and then my thought was to live in spite of him. And uh, I've been living in spite of him ever since. And, you know, he passed away when I was in my 40s. And the one thing I regret, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, you certain things and certain things happen for a reason not to, not in the necessarily... Uh, Mary Poppins sense, but more in the sense of, mm-hmm. you know, we're here, we're, we're continuing to be here because of fill in the blank, whatever it winds up being. Because sometimes I still am not 100% sure why it didn't work, but, you know, maybe just to spite him. Maybe that's a good enough reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I hear I'm you. Glad I, 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 I around. It's just, it's a good yeah, movie. Me too. I'm enjoying this movie. You know, this movie ends very quickly, I will have to say. I mean, one minute I was 11 and popping a bottle full of pills, mm-hmm. and the next thing I'm 61 years old, about to be 62 this year. And, yeah, awesome. glad I fucked that up. Glad I fucked up. I mean, like, likewise, you yeah. know, it's funny. I mean, like, I almost, that's how I attempted suicide was just popping pills, sleeping pills. But... You know, I, I agree. It's like, you know, people need to realize, that, or I'd like people to take away from, like, a lot of what we're talking about because it all, like I said, goes into that cauldron, that melting pot of decisions yeah. and choices and, you know, how to write, you know, live your life authentically. And that's, you know, shit is hard. Fucking hell. This states, you know, in the states right now, it's it's fucked up. And yet there are people still out there. We are still putting up the good fight. Pagans, queers, you know, you name it. And it's okay to have the feelings of, I don't want to be here. It really is. Because as uh, Raina and I have said, you know, we've we've been there and we've, you know, attempted it and we're still around. And you just need to find the helpers, you know. Talk to us. Reach out to us. You know, find your peace. Find your balance. Find that one thing, you know, that's going to keep you around and keep you talking. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's interesting because when P, and I, I find it uh, fascinating who actually does it on purpose and, like, does it. 
um, and the surprises mm-hmm. that that you know the surprise information you sometimes get later after they've done it, the things you don't know about another person's journey. I understand how hopeless a lot of these things can feel, especially now. Now is just it's not just like a bad parent. Now it's like a bad country with bad you know people oh my trying God. to make it all time. I mean it's it's crazy, but you know what? You've got to find that island of peace and and spread that peace out because it's stressful. You know, I do a new show once a month, Starbucks Samante, the four fifteen, and you know, for a couple of reasons like my work schedule for the next month and a half, um, we're not doing the June show. So I've taken this really big, big news break, like. I, mm-hmm. I was an MSNBC girl, and I watched CNN, and you know, and a bit of this and a bit of that. And, you know, it all wound up being schlocky and for ratings, and watching stories get teased, no matter who was telling the story, got very fucking annoying to me. Um, I actually yeah. right now, I right now, and you know, I get most of my news from where Vanity Fair. <laughs> Nice. That's a change I was, um, I, well, it's also like, you know, Vogue, Teen Vogue of all places, has also got really good news if you want a good news source. I mean, you know, yeah. I'll say it, you know, because I can. These kids today, you know, and I, I talk about the younger generations, you know, uh, younger millennials and oh, younger. Yeah. They, it's amazing when I get to read for them or talk to them, the stuff that they are doing and trying to change. You know, being that yeah. Gen X, I was talking to another friend of mine who's a Gen X. We, I feel like Gen X is around and, you know, we get ignored and all that because we're holding the line. We're holding that, you know, that line either those of us that want to go Republican, at least here in the States, you know, that go on the right wing side or the left wing. We're holding that space so the younger generations can actually do the work because we're doing the work that lets them actually change the ways that we want it to change. Yeah, at least yeah. that's my my opinion of what's going on. I'll tell you, I'm I'm fascinated by how on the ball these people, these young folks are, because we were not on that kind of ball when I was coming up. I'm no. a boomer. I'm at the tail end of the boomers. Um, I blame a lot of the people who, like my parents, you know, like. Mm-hmm pre-boomer and boomer, um, who just really rolled over in the name of Christianity. And it's, it's just amazing to me how these people got sucked in because all they had to do was say Jesus and all and everything, no matter what they did, <laughs> didn't matter. Nothing mattered. They said Jesus. Therefore, we have to follow them regardless of any bad thing they've ever done. And, you know, I'm sorry. I was always taught that you were supposed to judge people by their deeds. You know, don't listen to the pretty words. Watch the actions. Um, so yeah. when Trump came to power, obviously, I was like, are you fucking not listening to what you brought us up to believe? Hello? So, so the way know, I look at that the, is it's the, the disconnect. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. But the way I look at that, um, the way I look at that, it's the hold my beer and watch this, folks. You know, the ones that are like, 
uh, that that will vote. Like, remember the Californians um, uh, governor election that had um, that had the gover- um, that had um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it also had other big name, you know, um, actors in it. And I felt yeah. like any of those could have been an okay one. That was one of those like to call the hold my beer and watch this. It's they we're not going to vote for people that actually have done the work or know, you know, a good direction. We're going to vote for the the reality show star and just see, you know, what happens. And I feel like there's a well, lot of people in the United States that will do that, just to see what happens. Okay, but now that they've seen what happens, doesn't that scare enough people to ward them off of this notion that this is a good idea? I mean, can we not disabuse these people of the ridiculousness of, of, of what they're winding up in? I mean, the idea that people saw what he did and liked it really scared me because I didn't realize mm-hmm. that I was in a country full of that many morons. And I'm sorry, I mean, the fact that he tried to no. create this insurrection to take down the current government yeah. uh, and not even let Biden be sworn in, I mean, that whole thing was just, you know, did he get away with it? No. The problem is he almost did. And next time there will be yeah. somebody smarter. Look at what DeSantis is doing in Florida. And I have a lot of loved ones in oh my Florida God. that I am constantly worried about um, because of, I, I don't know what what year he's trying to get back to because at first I thought it was the 50s. No, he, he's going back mm-hmm. further. I, I'm, I'm dying to know how far back this moron DeSantis wants to go. And, you know, if this is the idea of what's better than Trump, wow, people are scared. Yeah, no, and no. You can't, yeah, you can't stop people from running. And I think DeSantis really is going to have his ass handed to him. Um, but we, we've done so. so much that takes it out of us on a daily basis just from, from simple information just the idea, having seen that once Trump made, you know, Trump made everything possible, from the most inane and banal to, to the most dangerous. I mean, it's exhausting. Again, this all goes back to the burnout, and and it's a it's a problem. People gotta breathe. People gotta you gotta disconnect from some of the information. And I say that knowing that I very rarely disconnect from the information. But that's why I have these conversations with people like Jamie, just you know, to get it through my thick skull that have to disconnect because it's for my health, right, Jamie? We've got to do it for our health. Yes, yes, that is, and that's you know, that's the bottom line. You know, I mean, I've 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 learned to say no, and no is a complete sentence. And you yes. know, to me, it's all about removing the stuff, clearing the clutter so that I can find my peace, find my stability so that I can move forward and interact and engage with the world, including magic, how I want to, not as, you know, what the world needs and stuff. You know, I mean, once we figure all this out, then we can tackle on these bigger pictures and bigger, you know, issues and stuff. I mean, granted, I'm kind of doing that hand in hand a little bit, like, you know, the way we're talking right now and just other things in my daily life. But yep. really, we need we need to do less to do more, and it's it's that overwhelm that's getting a lot of us into the burnout. It's true. 
You're totally yeah. right. And I've got to I've got to learn this lesson and I don't want to learn it the hard way because if I learn it the hard way, mm-hmm. I'm going to wind up really hurting myself because <laughs> I I, I, I I do things in an extreme way sometimes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lesson that I think I keep coming back to again, you know, like in, as, as pagans and stuff, we think in circles, mm-hmm. it, it'll always keep coming back, but we, we recognize because we learn and we want, you know, at least those of us that want to overcome and get out of our rut and stuff in our brains or in our lives, we, we go, oh, I've been here before. How do, you know, what can I do it differently? How can I do this differently? Because I've found that, you know, I keep coming to right-sizing. I keep coming back to this idea, you know, year after year, sometimes daily, you know, of going, you know, resetting. You know, I reset every night before I go to bed. I wake up every morning, and that gives me that space or the, the minimal structure that my, I like to have to navigate through every day, you know. And that first, you know, it could be just looking at your calendar. Oh, I got, I got the day job from this to this. okay. You know, yep. and then you navigate through every hour and you figure out what you're, you know, how can I self-care when I get home? Whether it is food yeah. or watching a movie or going outside or doing a spell or a ritual just to, you know, honor what you did and how you did it that day. Ooh, what a good idea. I never thought uh-huh. of that. Just, you know, just do a spell to honor what you did that day. Wow. That never occurred to me. Wow. Damn, Jamie. It only just, I mean, <laughs> that only just occurred to me right now, and that's because I don't celebrate my, my things. You know, I'm, I'm a published witch, right? I, I, you asked yeah. me on this podcast. This is really cool. It's an honor to be on twice, you know? And we don't celebrate these things. And I feel like that, you know, celebration, joy, and all this can help bring us back to a lot of stuff. Girl? <laughs> Well, Jamie, I got to tell you, we are at the end of the hour, but um, we're, I'm, I'm going to have you back on. So uh, when Thank we get you. off the air, I'm going to be back on. I'm going to find you another date because apparently I need to talk to you every year to get my head together um, and give me ideas yeah. on how to take better care of myself because I'm apparently not doing it without you, and um, you're providing oh, well. insight on how to. At least for me, on how to do a better job with myself, because quite frankly, I deserve to have that level of burnout stop. I deserve to be able to take a break from, you know, the intensity of knowing what's going on in the world all the time. It's not going to change just because I am paying attention to it. And I think, um, I don't know if it's my. my ego or my fear speaking because, you know, I always feel like, oh, my God, what happens if I miss something? Well, then you've missed it, dummy. Cares. It's not, it's not like I have the power to change the entire dynamic of what is happening in this country. And, and somehow it's, it's this weird thing where it's like, I need to know. Yeah, okay, I need to know. But I also need to not take on the idea that if I'm not paying attention, something horrible is going to happen. And I think that might be part of a doomsday uh, fear scenario that sometimes honestly plays in my head. And I'm sure if it's playing in my head, I'm not the only person who's going through it. 
Um, so no, you're not. I'm going to say I, I do that a lot yeah, myself, and too. Gonna, I do that, you know. See, and I'm going to say this to, to, to me, and I'm going to say this to you, and obviously to anybody who is like us who's listening, it's, we're not in we're not in that much control of anything. We're, we're we need to be in control of our personal reality and the people we can affect change on, in you know to for their benefit obviously, and to keep harm from others, and to do the best we can uh, to preserve our you know our folks and their legacies, and you know, the good information that we want to pass to the generations after us. I think that's important. Um, it's important to be engaged and know what's going on in the world, um, but the idea that something horrible will happen because you're not paying attention is, mm-hmm. is silly. And I say that to myself as well as to everybody else because sometimes I, I get it in my head that, oh, my gosh, I didn't pay attention, and now look what happened. And that was during Trump. And that's on me um, for for being so terrified all the time because I was terrified all the time during that presidency. It's like I'm afraid to go to sleep because what will I wake up to? What crazy shit do we do now? Um, but honestly, you know, I think the best the best way to honor our gods is to really take care of our lives and our people. Do you agree? Agreed. I do. I agree. I mean, like, you know, yeah, I mean, like, I grew up being afraid of the environment and just, you know, climate and all that stuff, you know, being that Gen Xer in the 80s and 90s, and yet yep. here all that's coming from. I think, though, that, you know, sometimes you got to go, again, you got to go small. you got to go towards yourself first in order to, you know, help out the bigger picture things. And we need to right-set our mindsets and everything and remind ourselves that I am just one person. I can't save everything, but I can save myself, I can save my partner, I can save the kitties, you know, and then and then once you retrain yourself to that, maybe hopefully we can, you know, then figure out with less uh, burnout, with less stress in mind, how we can converse sure. and deal with the global issues that we're now being faced Absolutely. with, because thanks to some people. Yep. Yep. That's yes. what you're saying. Jamie, thank you so much. Everybody, check out Runic Tarot. It's lovely. It's really a lovely deck. Very nice to add to, to thank you. Uh, your readings, um, especially if you or someone you know is into the, the heathen path. Really nice. Great bind rune on the cover of the box. It's, it's just really nice, <laughs> Jamie. Well done. Well done indeed. I got to tell you. Thank um, you. Yeah, Thank congratulations you. on that. It was just released, I think, this past month in April. Um, so you should be able to get a copy of it wherever you get your tarot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it'll be the small and box. So there is a, a last year we released a the full book size. So that's got more of the information. Uh-huh. This one is just the you know just the deck version. I do. I, I know yeah. it costs for the thirty five dollar one, but that's got the big stuff. If you do get the smaller one. Sometimes uh, your local um, used bookstore will carry the books from the decks sometimes because they sometimes get separated. People don't want the books, and they sell that back. You can try and find that. If not, hit me up, and I, I'd be happy to walk you through some of the stuff that I would um, that I did with the deck that's in the bigger book. Neat. 
Neat. Thank you, Jamie. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. That's very cool. All right. Well, guys, that is it for this week. Have a most wonderful week. And, Jamie, thank you again for being on. And um, I'm holding you to it. You have to come on next year, uh, and we will book a date shortly. Sound good? Totally. Yes, always. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, and my love to your partner. Thank you, and my love to yours. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.